The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studio, we have a great show planned for you. Uh, our first guest is a painter of the spirit of Aggieland. He is an Aggie class of 08, and he combines comedy, art, and his love for A&M into these wonderful masterpieces. His name is Trey Stevens, and if you'd like to check out his website before we start our discussion, uh, you can go to TreyStevensArt.com. All right, and then after Trey Stevens, we will be revisiting my conversation with Debbie Jasik, who is a glass artist and co-owner of Brazos Glassworks, um, where they have stained glass, jewelry, and so much more um, art involving glass. Um, so this is a great show for you. And now for our announcements, we have the St. Andrew's Episcopal Church will be hosting a recital by Priscilla Salisbury, and this will be taking place on October 3rd, Sunday at 3 p.m., and Priscilla is a wonderful singer who has been celebrated for her talent. She's won many awards. Um, and this will be a free admission. So we will be getting this high quality of art all for free. If you'd like to know more about this recital series, you can go to standrewsbcs.org. All right, now let's start the show with my interview with Trey Stevens. Today in the studio, we have a very special show planned for you. Uh, we have an Aggie painter, an artist, really, because I, I saw in his website that he actually um, dabbles in multiple mediums. Uh, he has a focus on A&M and, in his own words, captures the moments and emotions of the spirit of Aggieland. He is class of 08, and if you want to check out his work while we're having this talk, you can go to his Instagram, Trey underscore Stevens underscore art. So, hi, Trey. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great, Hector. Thanks you so much for having me on. And uh, I'm excited to just get to talk and share about my art and why I do it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love how you blended your love for A&M with your love for art and into one and making masterpieces. So <laughs> thank you so much for that. Yeah, sure. It's it's exciting. It's, um, you know, obviously two of my passions and uh, perfect niche living here in Bryan College Station. Right. Um, get to really connect with uh, my subject and then clientele so yeah a lot of demand for mm, that <laughs> for sure for sure uh well i'd like to go through the background on my guests before we go into the art of it all uh so what where would you call your hometown and did your did you come from an aggie family that kind of raised you with that love for aggies yeah so um i grew up in new Braunfels area okay and um in my my uh parents didn't go to college actually i'm first generation college student um, so, um, by the grace of God, got into Texas A&M and, um, kind of following the, uh, steps of my sister, my older sister, um, but got into A&M and, um, 
struggled at first, but uh, finally made it. Graduated with a degree in ag leadership. Um, got married to my college sweetheart, and uh, we decided to stay here in town and uh, make College Station home. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, um, that's that's a, a quick snapshot of my background. But um, as far as um, art and how that came into my life, mm-hmm. um, I've always loved to draw. And um, my mom really fostered that. She always provided me what I needed to, uh, to make that happen and um, always encouraged me with it. But um, I really didn't kick it off until... Um, probably 2009, 2008, 2009, when um, I was just getting a lot of requests for commissions, and um, I actually went through cancer then, and so in 2008, right after we graduated, right out first year of marriage, going through cancer, and uh, I couldn't sleep at night, so what else would I do? I started to draw, and um, started picking up commissions, and and doing that and experiment with different mediums, uh, like you mentioned earlier. Um, but now we're, what, 13 years removed from all that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, strong, healthy, and excited to begin creating art in this uh, Aggie niche. That's awesome that you were able to tunnel that energy towards something, you know, yeah. going through such a big life experience like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was it about A&M that drew you to it? Um, it was the only school I applied to. Nice. So <laughs> I, uh, that's not, that's not smart for all you guys listening out there. <laughs> it's better to, uh, to have multiple options, but, um, got in and, uh, it was truly, truly, um, a miracle. Um, really excited to have that opportunity. Grateful for that. Um, but you know, A&M was just such a, a natural place. We got to come to a lot of football games. My sister was in the core, oh, um, and so I followed suit and, and joined the core as well. Um, found lifelong buddies in it, right. and uh, you know, within the core, you know, every student is going to engage in the traditions and experience the history and um, and all that is Aggie, um, but. You know, being in the core, I felt like we had a even deeper connection to it, and uh, it was it was an awesome, life changing experience for me. Um, but um, I, I just feel that it's a natural connection to my art, and 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 being being a passion of mine, I just it's just kind of so obvious. It's right there in front of me, and I just need to take it. So. I mean, yeah, the core is definitely like submerged in all the traditions here at A and M. For like, sure, yeah, it's a really important part. Yeah, um, but I also see that something big within your paintings that I notice is a focus on family and family virtues. Uh, you mentioned your mom, and that I saw that she would tell you that you had the talent. Um, did you not believe her, or was did you find the life of an artist intimidating, or, or what was that about? Oh yeah, no, I you know, mom's that's mom's job, right, mm-hmm. to encourage and nurture and love so sure I believed her and I guess that gave me confidence to continue with it um she still encourages me to this day but um I think that um I was always scared that you can't make a career out of it you can't pay the bills with it 
So, you know, me saying that, I, I work a full-time job uh, for a company in town, Kentmore Cabinets. And so um, finding the time to do art comes late at night on the weekends kind of thing. And so um, I also mentioned that I'm married. Well, I have also have four daughters so oh, wow. lots to wrangle. Um, yes. So sometimes, you know, art doesn't start until um, 9 p.m. at the earliest um, and can last to 2 or 3 a.m. So oh, wow. um, while, while that's still in the back of my head, like you can't, you can't make money doing artwork, um, I think it's just a fear, you know. It's, it's something I need to overcome. overcome. But... Um, I feel I feel ready and you know confident and um, my name's slowly getting out there and uh, I'm just started so oh, yeah. this is just the beginning and uh, yeah so and I mean I know one of these big pieces that have gotten your name out there is the outside the commissioner's office <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you like to tell our audience a little bit about what that is yeah so um, one of my um, I guess idols in the art world is Norman Rockwell. Um, and I bet you 90% of artists out there would probably say the same thing. But um, I, I just was so inspired by his pieces and, and you know, being a kind of a creative-minded person, um, kind of put two and two together when all that was going down with Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. So um, <laughs> it was really all intended to make some of my uh, buddies laugh and... Uh, started out as a sketch and um i posted it on facebook and it went you know semi-viral you know small town viral and um and so i decided heck let's paint this thing and uh painted it and it was it was even more popular so um as far as you know aggie artwork that would be my first um and so when i say i'm just at the very beginnings I'm, I'm months into this journey. Um, I have, you know, lists and hopes to create much more art, um, ideas there in my head. I just need models and, and, uh, just the creative drive to finish the, out the projects, um, see them through, but, uh, they're there and I'm excited for my next works. Nice. Well, I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, The when you mentioned Norman Rockwell, like, that's, I think, very evident that you are inspired by him. And also that, because I think a big thing of Rockwell's was that he, um, like, focused on American traditional mm-hmm. moments, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I love that you're mixing that with A&M, because I think that's also really um, intertwined, you know, right. American culture within A&M. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was just perfect. Um, were there any teachers along the way, apart from your mom, that, you know, inspired you or taught you something? Um, you know, in, in high school, I uh, failed art because, oh, no. um, yeah, yeah, I failed art because I didn't like doing the projects that they'd assign you, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's hard to force um, a creative-minded person it's hard to force a person, you know, to to create something when they're when they're not in that mode, or um, you know, confine them into a box of this is what you're doing. Right. Now, I learned a lot of really good skills and methods, and I had good art teachers, but um, the 
the most influential teacher I had for art was actually my um, Spanish teacher, AP Spanish teacher, Mr. Senor Stewart. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, How was that? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, he, he had always, he was a creative guy, but he had always um, come up with ideas that uh, I could draw pictures for him um, to better explain uh, Spanish phrases around the class. So I'd draw oh. posters for him and stuff to put up around the class. And he was just really encouraging with art and, uh, you know, making sure that I continued it and chased it. So, yeah. Awesome. Great. <laughs> it's always good to have Spanish yeah. teachers that Yeah, really, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bizarre, but um, it's, he was definitely very influential to me. Great. Um, could you describe what your artistic process is like? Like, where do you start? And then how do you get to your finished point? Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, the best place to start with art is always drink a lot of coffee. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, make Some sure fuel. you're fueled up, right? <laughs> um, no, so, while coffee's important, um, it's a love of mine, too, just like art in A&M. But um, <laughs> it starts with the creative process, and, you know, it'll start with um, small sketches, um, well, even before that, it starts with your uh, your ideas, your concepts, dreams, and all that. Take notes about all that, and then forming it into a sketch, and uh, and then doing something with it. So right now, I have you know sketches galore, ideas galore, sitting there waiting to be refined and worked on and made into that masterpiece. But um, um, you know, whenever whenever I am in that creative space and uh, excited about a piece if if I don't jump on it right then it's it's going to be a struggle to get on because you never know when that time is going to come again um, so when I when I get that like for this uh, last piece outside the commissioner's office um, it was uh, a lunch break did that sketch really? and um, and then worked on it a little bit that evening but it t took me about six hours to, to do that sketch and then about 60 hours to do the painting and uh wow. so all of that was done that painting was done actually on a three-day weekend one one weekend just I painted almost that 60 hours straight wow. and then knocked it out um but uh you know that the other piece I have is that Reveille Queen Reveille oh, um yeah. and uh that's uh that's another one of those just weird creative things it comes in your head and uh you got to do something with it. And so I took that opportunity to paint it and it turned out pretty good and, and people like it too. But, um, that was something I'm giving away on the website too. Uh, some, some prints of that Reveille, um, right. on my Instagram actually. But. I mean, it definitely paid off because one thing that I want to mention about the outside the commissioner's office is their expressions are yeah. so comedic. Like yeah. Nick Saban's like looking at the commissioner, like really oh, worried. Yeah. And then Jimbo has like a little, a little smirk, smirk on his face. Mm -hmm. It's just so funny. Um, and then the Queen Reveille was one that I wanted to talk to about as well. Um, Cause it's so, it's so regal, like with the Elizabethan <laughs> yeah. dress. Like yeah. where did you, where'd you get your inspiration for that one? Oh, you know, uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth passing mm -hmm. you know definitely inspired it and uh and people just love reveille and oh. uh it's it's one of those things uh art for the people i like to i like somebody mentioned that this is trace Stevens creates art for the people <laughs> right. um and so 
every once in a while I'll uh, pull something out like that and um, it'll be intended just to make people smile, right? And uh, help somebody enjoy a little piece of art in their day. But um, so yeah, Queen Elizabeth, Reveille just being the queen of Aguiland and we've all seen those pet portraits that you can get generated online with your dog or cat or whatever. Yeah. Dressed up in a old Victorian dress of some kind. But um so I just randomly just put all that together one day and um painted it on a small canvas and um same thing, posted it online went semi-viral so I had um, Newman printing make me some prints and mm-hmm. and here we are nice. yeah <laughs> I mean definitely worth it as well yeah, um, yeah I also see that you're even passing this to your children like I, I, on your Instagram I think y'all both mm-hmm. drew like an animal's eye and it was like something was reflected off of it and I was just so <laughs> amazed that a child was able to do yeah. that <laughs> like, oh that was that's yeah amazing um is it important for you to kind of pass that torch for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and my my, like I said, I have four daughters, um, and I would say they all, um, they all are creative. They all enjoy art, and it's not something that I'm really forcing upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage them, and I help them with like the skills that they need to continue to get better. But I have a couple girls that um, love it, mm-hmm. and um, ones. Well, they're both very um, particular how it gets done. They're perfectionists. perfectionists. They are perfectionists. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, I'm not so much of a perfectionist um, with things I am, but they are art perfectionists. And so just trying to um, convince a child that it's going to be okay. It's okay that you messed up there. You know, let's go um, Bob Ross and make that a happy accident, right? And right fix it and make it into something else and so just encouraging them to uh, keep pressing on through the uh, obstacles that they face while they're creating their art is important and um, telling them that it, it art takes time and oh, yeah. uh, and you can mess up a lot before you finally um, get it right but to, to keep pressing on and persevering is is kind of what I the biggest thing I try to teach them with their art right patience patience (laughs) yes right um do you have any upcoming projects or dates that you want our audience to know about um none none in particular um just just keep watching you know that i i'm right at the beginning of my um art career producing a&m art um i've done commissions for a long time but i'm trying to put those on hold in order to kind of break into this new space and um just uh, stay tuned. I've got a lot up my sleeve. Um, I might be asking for models for for certain pieces, so um, be prepared if you're ready to be on a piece of art. Um, just pay attention because I'll be putting out a little casting call for that. Um, All right. And uh, so, yeah. Would that be through your Instagram? That would be through my Instagram. I think okay. that would be the, the best way to communicate with uh, my followers. So. Right. And if you missed that, that was Trey underscore Stevens underscore art. Just to, to recap that. <laughs> um, what is something about your art that you want our audience to know that we haven't covered yet? Let's see. 
Well, I, I think I've already said this, and, and Hector, I think you've mentioned it, but um, my real goal is to uh, tell a story and then capture all that emotion in the story. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to call out every single little detail. I want to leave some for interpretation and uh, make it something that somebody can relate to and um, experience um, based on what they have uh, gone through at A&M um, and know about A&M. So um, the idea is to continue to produce that kind of work, that style of work that um, people just enjoy and can can feel. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, thank you so much, Trey. I mean, thank you for stopping by and, you know, we got a little sneak peek of what your career is going to be like. So I'm wishing you the best in your future and I can't wait to see what you come up with. Oh, thank you so much, Hector. Thank you for having me and it was, it was really fun. Of course, Appreciate it. anytime. All right. All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Support for KAMU is provided by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts, presenting Cleopatra Boy by Theater Ensemble, a host of people, on Thursday, October 20th at 7 p.m. in Rudder Theater, a theatrical experiment that is part pageant, part courtroom drama, inspired by the iconic Egyptian pharaoh's historic, mythic, and fictional representations. More information at academyarts.tamu.edu. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the KMU Studios. Now we will be revisiting my interview with Debbie Jasik, a glass artist and co-owner of Brazos Glassworks. If you'd like to check out her work, you can go to the website brazosglassworks.com or visit them in historic downtown Bryan at 202B West 26th Street, Bryan, Texas 77803. Hello, Debbie. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. Excited for a conversation. I don't really know much about stained glass, so I am willing to be educated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, actually, we're a whole lot more than stained glass. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Um, stained glass has been around forever. And, you know, one of the things that you think of when you think of stained glass, of course, is churches. And the churches started stained glass all the way back into the medieval times because people couldn't read. So it was a way to convey stories when they were sitting in church. So many of the windows when you go to the old churches of Europe are actually the stories from the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's really interesting. Wow. <laughs> um, so we, we do stained glass. We do custom work primarily. Mm -hmm. And that actually falls on my business partner, uh, Barbara Peavy. She's been doing stained glass for years and years and years. And we also teach it. Right. And yeah. we carry all of the supplies. But some of the other things we do at the shop is in the last, I would say, 20 years, there has been a, uh, a technical evolution in glass where fused glass because is very important and what fusing is is taking glass and putting it in a kiln and forming it into either a sculpture or a functional piece such as a bowl i've even made spoons wow, out of glass out of glass and cool. so that's something we do and not only do we have our work, but we have work of a number of different individual artists from across both Texas and the Brazos Valley, as well as the United States, uh, in our gallery for people to see. 
so in the show, I like to uh, highlight the individual person right. first. So I'd like to go a little bit on your background and where you're from and how you ended up in the Brazos Valley. Well, uh, I'm originally from down on the coast in Texas, outside of a little bitty town called Blessing, which is in Matagorda County. And like many people, I came up here to Texas A&M to go to school. I was actually in the first class that women were open enrollment on campus my freshman year in 1972. And after I graduated in 76, which was the centennial class, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, I went into the military. And I was in the military for 14 years in the Army. And when I came back, I decided to come back and take a few classes and try to figure out where I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. Wound up working for Texas A&M for 23 years with the Texas Transportation Institute. Uh, I was a specialist in hazardous materials and big truck operations. And uh, meanwhile, I had been doing art, primarily jewelry, um, all along. It was a stress reliever I started in the military and continued. And so that was how I met my business partner. She was doing stained glass and we decided to form a business in her garage and we moved into downtown Bryan in 2007. And we've been there ever since. Wow, it turned out well for you guys. (laughs) Um, So would you say that your love for glass started off through jewelries? Through jewelry. And I always loved glass. I loved going to antique shops. I have a collection of of depression glass and, and old glass in China. So I always loved glass in itself. And I took the jewelry. I... I worked primarily and still do work primarily in both copper and glass. Okay. And was it something difficult to learn? It's a continuous learning process. Glass is a very different substance. um, It's almost living in some ways. And so even when you're an experienced artist things will pop up especially when you're working on it with the kiln or perhaps working with the torch doing beadwork um just when you think you've got it mastered and you become very confident it comes back and and slaps you back into reality and says hey i'm gonna do this surprise (laughs) (laughs) so you gotta like adapt as you go yes you adapt as you go and you learn there's a lot of physics and chemistry actually Mm -hmm. that is involved with the glass for example the colors of the glass They're not made with pigments. They're made with minerals. And so, like, when I'm firing a piece, if I'm mixing the different colors of glass, there may be a chemical reaction that happens in that kiln when you heat it up to 1460, 1475 degrees. So, once you learn this, you can use that to your benefit to to make unusual things happen uh but a lot of times it's a it's a surprise i always laugh that fused in glass in some ways is like forrest gump's chocolates you know you Mm. never know what you're going to get sometimes it's really good and sometimes it was oh my gosh what was i thinking when i did that right (laughs) well that's awesome 
Why did you choose glass as a medium of art and not, say, painting or something else? Well, when you work with glass, you, you're working in several ways. You can create the things that you do with paintings, but you can also create functional art. Hmm. You know, it's, it's almost a... In fact, there is one technique that I do that I call painting with glass. And, and it's actually using enamels and crushed glass to make a scene. But you can also do functional art such as making bowls and plates and platters and things like that that, actually, that can actually be used. So they're both pretty as an art piece, but they're something that is functional as well. And... That's very satisfying, doing yeah. things like that. All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And a big thank you to Trey Stevens for stopping by and creating so much art for Aggies. I'm so excited for your future. And um, all of you listening, I hope you have a great week. And make sure to tune in next week. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts.